going to El Paso. So like it's 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 picking up, you know what I mean? And I'm I'm getting a buzz with it. But um like people ask me like how? Like how do I get the buzz? How do I do it? So I was like, I'm gonna put that shit in the ebook, you know? Yeah. That's that, gonna, that that's that's good marketing right there. <laughs> yeah, I, ain't gonna, I ain't gonna tell them everything, you know what I mean? They're gonna have to buy some of it, you know. But um like I host open mic every week right now in uh Georgia. It's out here um place Alpharetta. And it's cool. Oh, and it's a cigar bar. Before you go into detail, I'm I'm uh I'm gonna start this introduction and we're gonna go from there. Oh, okay. Yeah. You about to start the show? Yeah. All right, all right. And, uh, yeah, I wanna hear about all that. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, the Landover Legend, aka Big T, and I'm the host of the I Can't Make This Up podcast. Uh, today, my next guest is an up and coming comedian. Um, he's also an actor, content creator. He's a weed enthusiast and connoisseur, apparently, from what I'm getting. Uh, I came across his page and he was telling the joke about how black people ask you a question and then answer it right after. And when I heard that, I was like, okay, yeah, I got to get him on the show. Uh, please give it up for my next guest. Atlanta's, oh, New York, born and bred, but Atlanta's currently Derek Nicholson. Thank you, man. Thank you for that great intro, man. Um, like, like with that joke right there, man, most of my jokes is based on the truth. You know what I mean? Like, your real, like, experience. Like, it's just be the shit that actually happened in your day. Like um, last night, I'm doing a show, and um, they had a kid at the show. Like a little girl was there, you know. Her mother and her father were there. Like they work at the establishment, I own it type of thing. So you know, we basically doing jokes in this little kid's house. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but like the comedians are making comments about it, and I was like, "Yo, come on now, be real. You know, we all been there at one of our mamas or dads' grown shit, and they say, I don't care what these niggas say. You better not repeat that shit at school." Sit your ass there, do your homework. You be doing your homework on the bar, like you know what I mean. And that's just real life. You know what I mean? Like, like to me, real life is the funniest jokes you ever gonna get. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. True story. You ain't never lied about that. I um, somebody uh posted on Facebook the other day, and was like, "Tell me the funniest joke you ever heard." And a couple years ago. I was uh I was sitting in this uh, car dealership and my friend was uh picking up a new truck and I heard a guy um read off his credit score and he was like, Man, you gotta be lying. That ain't right. He was like, What is it? And he was like 431. When I tell you I bust out laughing and he knew I, I heard what he said, <laughs> got tight and everything. I was like, Oh yeah, he was tight. I was like, isn't everyone like Born with like a five hundred, I was like, "How, how is that possible?" Track from the baby, your baby credit score is fucking five hundred. <laughs> this nigga's got the debt from when he was little. But you know what though, that come from like your mom's putting the cable in your name and shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. And he was like seven. Mom's had the cable. Mom's had the cable in his name. You know what I mean? That's what I think that was. That come from that. But like that's the funny shit. Like, damn man, that's a hard question. The funniest joke I ever heard. Mm. Fuck. 
Man, like it's hard to break it down to a joke, so it'd have to be like maybe like the funniest. I, I, maybe that um, Dave Chappelle shit where he talk about the baby uh, selling weed <laughs> out <laughs> out of the limo. Like that might be the funniest joke I ever heard. Like that shit was crazy. But you said the limo had rolled down windows. It was old. <laughs> <laughs> like, this thing is crazy. One of one of his. Uh... One of my favorite jokes of his, um, it was at a live performance. Um, it was like uh, in this club in Illinois. And I had an audio CD of it. This was, man, this might've been 15 years ago. But he was, he was telling the story about how Disneyland was racist. And <laughs> he was like, um, on the sign to uh, some some uh, ride in Disney where there was like no cussing. So he guess he's like, I guess that mean no black people can get on this ride because that's what we we gonna we gonna cuss. We ain't gonna say yippee and hooray and shit like that. So he said he said one of one of uh, Mickey's security guys heard him cussing and knocked him out. And then before he passed out, he said uh, he heard him say, "Take him to Mickey's tower." <laughs> he said he woke up tied to a chair and Mickey Mouse came in there with some leather pants on and a shirt off and was like, you want to cuss in my world? <laughs> Just try to torture him. That shit, that shit, that shit is dumb funny. Okay, I saw Dave Chappelle live, right? And it's like when he was kind of new, he wasn't even blown, blown yet, right? Mm -hmm. And um, it was like downtown in the village in New York, like 4th Street or some shit like that. And um, I was in the front row with a girl and um, at the time, Foxy Brown, the rapper, was out or whatever. Mm -hmm. And she had on, like, a leopard outfit that, like, was, like, looked like that. It had on, like, a floppy hat. And this nigga roasted me, yo. He was like, and this nigga brought Foxy Brown with shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, what the nigga did? roasted me shit. Like, that's the funny shit about comedy, yo. Like, a dude could be so funny. He could light you and your date up. And you like, damn, man, that was one of the best times of my life. You know what I mean? That's what I love about jokes, you yeah. be in the hospitals. Go ahead. You be in the hospital. Somebody make you laugh. It make you forget even why you did. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, laughter is one of them cure alls that that'll make you forget you just crashed your car or some shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, of course you're gonna be pissed off. You know, once the realization comes back, but you know, at least at least for that moment, you was uh, in total bliss. So, um, tell me about your journey from New York to Atlanta, and what got you into comedy? All right, my journey to Atlanta wasn't so much for comedy, it was more a relationship thing, as I ended up down there. And then um, it was a guy at my job, uh, um, to pass the time, I would crack jokes, and um, I'd do imitations. So um, I was doing an imitation of Obama, and he was like, yo, man, that shit is good, yo. He was like, you need to do that shit, like, on stage for people or whatever. And, you know, somebody tells you that shit, you're like, get the fuck out of here, man. I, get that shit, man. I ain't no comic, you know what I mean? And um, he kept bothering me with the shit, so I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. So I went and did an open mic. I bombed and shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I did horrible. Nigga asked my girl to blink if she was being held against her will and shit. Like, I did bad, my nigga. I did bad, right? Um, but one of the comments was cool enough to come up to me after, and he was like, yo, um, 
do you know how to write jokes or whatever, right? And I was like, nah, I never wrote no jokes. He's like, all right, go find out how you write jokes. He's like, and when you get on stage, make sure you have a plan. So then I went back, I wrote jokes, you know what I mean? And I was like, I wanted to do it. Like, it was, even though I bombed and it was like, you know what I mean? And it was like, it wasn't a great experience as far as doing well. It was something about getting on that stage that I liked so much that even with bombing, I wanted to do it again. So I went back out and I had some jokes and I did better. And I just kept going, 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 and I'm getting better as I go. But like, that's what I, that's, that's pretty much how it happened. The guy at my job just told me like, yo man, that impression is good enough that you should do it on stage. So this is my impression of Obama. I'll do it for you right now. All right. Um, like Obama was president, you know what I mean? But he wasn't just president, he was black. So he had to deal with those black issues and questions like, Who's your top five MCs, right? Okay. So I, so I, it's true. You know, he'd be like, he had to. You know what I'm saying? Niggas asked that to get that shit. So I figured he had to answer that shit like this. My uh, top five MCs would have to be uh, Rock Him, Biggie Smalls, for the West Coast Ice Cube. However, I do believe our differences are what makes us strongest. <laughs> so to that list, I'd add Eminem. <laughs> Rounding out my list with Jay Z, and that's been my presidential top five. <laughs> he would, he would, he would bring in a diversity pick. So I, I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, th- th- that's that's actually kind of like uh, your origin story. It turned into you bombing getting on stage for the first time but it also sparked something in you that made you you know want to give this stuff a try and now you you going your hardest and making that happen like yeah it worked now mm -hmm. yeah like to to go from bombing to actually say i made money from my jokes you know so like that that's a big deal like from they be booked to like somebody want to hear you, you know, or like um, the other night, like somebody was introducing me to a person and they were like, and I was like, Derek, and they was like, Derek Nicholson. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, 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 that, yeah, yeah. I am, that, that, that is my name. It's a bunch. Yeah, you know, that. you know what I mean? But like, it, it's, it's, it's humbling. And it's um it's um, inspiring because I, I want to do better. And I know I did the right thing, like trying to, I'm getting validation that you know you keep going no matter if you fall down or not you get the fuck back up. Man, you ain't never lied about that. That's that's uh that's one of the the blue books to life in my opinion. Like you know, what I'm saying people have been put through you know God knows what, and they don't see that light at the end of the tunnel. And it's like, come on, man. You know, but if it, if it isn't for like, you know, people like yourself or people who just, you know, speak about their, you know, past and how they made it through. And if they can make it through that, then anyone can. You know what I'm saying? I don't think, right. that, um, you know, we, we would see the progression we have today. I mean, how many times before they, you know, got the rocket off the ground before, it, you know, it stopped blowing up? Yeah, yeah. It was killing all kind of chimps and dogs <laughs> trying to get that shit right. Dog looking back like me is is my turn. Me, you know, sitting that monkey motherfucker. He ain't 
clone shit yet. Send the monkey. Send the monkey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and these, get your back, get your ass back. Because they want to fuck with the brackets when they was new. But that's what I tell people. People, like you said, they don't see the light at the tunnel. But I'm like, you won't see the light at the end of the tunnel. The tunnel long. You know what I mean? The tunnel long, and you ain't going to see the light, but you got to keep pushing ahead. You know what I mean? You got to have faith, too. Like, some of it is faith. Some of it is the Lord and liquor. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what mix you're going to need to get you through, but the Lord and liquor will get you through. You know what I mean? Man, you're absolutely right about that. Man, so uh, in the past year, um, have you been booed? No, thank God. In the past year, I've not been booed. I've been booed in the past year. Like I didn't get booed really when I bombed. What happened when I bombed was I I, I attacked I attacked an audience member verbally. Like <laughs> it was a lady sitting there for real. It was a lady sitting in the back, and she couldn't hear me because like when you knew it comedy, you don't know how to hold a mic. Like you know what I mean. Like when you when you start comedy. The only thing you ever seen really holding the mic that you paid attention up to that point was rappers. Mm -hmm. So when you come out there as a comic and you knew you hold the mic just like this, you're like, yeah, sir, you know what I'm saying? You about to do these drinks. You know what I'm saying? Get these drinks for the people. You know what I'm saying? So I sounded like that and I had no idea. So a lady in the back was like, she couldn't hear me. So I started being like, what? Is you deaf, bitch? What you need me to do? My jokes in braille or some shit? And he was like, oh, man, what's up with that? You know what I mean? So I was like, God damn, they, they are not liking the meat calling her a bitch shit right here. This is not good. This is going bad. So, like, I tried to do more jokes, and they just was not having it. They wasn't having it. And the host was like, all right, let's give it up. But they're like, you know what I mean? Like, they come and get you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they don't even let it get to board. They're like, all right, this is going down. And we're gonna get you off stage now, you know what I mean? So like I should have did had like five minutes, they gave me like two. Damn. <laughs> yeah, and two minutes they were like, all right, buddy, let's go. You know. So like that, but like since then, no, like I never had um because like on one, like I like I like the guy told me to write jokes, and there really is like there's no mystery in the way to write jokes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there really is a blueprint, a pattern. It's like the right way to shoot a free throw or something. You know what I mean? Like, you you need the mechanics to make your funny work. So, you know what I mean? But, like, if you got the mechanics down, like, it's not really left up to chance. You know what I mean? Like, if you wrote the joke well in your head already, I know what you're supposed to laugh at. Okay. You know what I mean? So every time I do that joke, everybody's supposed to laugh right there at that place. You know what I mean? Like it, it is is not a it's not a luck thing. It it seems effortless, like you having a conversation and you just chilling, but it it's planned out. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's really mapped out. Okay. Cause like it's mapped out down to the timing in between laughs, like how much, you know what I mean? Like I need people to laugh. Every so many seconds, you know what I mean. You got a cadence to your laughter. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because you know, like you, you're trying to control the pace of it, so that like, okay, um, you get the people to be with you. You have them laugh at a bunch of different things you say quickly, right? Now you've established that you're funny to this crowd. Okay. So now that gives you time to do longer format stories and tell them something longer. 
if you got a longer story. Because, like, you hit them with, like, okay, like, the questions joke, you know. Mm-hmm. And then after I do that, I'd be like, um, you know, I finally figured out what um, white privilege is, you know. Um, white boy die, he could die doing anything. They're going to say he died doing what he loved, right? If I go out here tomorrow and I die skydiving, you and my mama going to say his black ass ain't have no business skydiving. <laughs> Now you go look at the clip online of that joke. You doing that joke right there? The reaction comes same exact place all the time. You know what I mean? Because it's written to do that, and that's that's the most important part. I tell anybody about you doing comedy. Write every day. It don't matter if it's a good joke. It don't matter if it's a bad joke. Write every day. Write every day. Write something every day on a piece of paper. Because you'll come back to it and you'll make it funny. You'll figure out the funny in it. But if you don't have anything to pull from, you won't have nothing funny. You know what I mean? So, like, with me, every day I'm, I'm writing something. Consistency. Yes. Okay. And I go out a lot to um, do it. Like, just because I don't have a show don't mean I'm not going to go out. Like, I try to go out two well, three to four times a week, really. Like, two will be booked, like, that I'm getting paid to do. And then, like, the rest will just be so I can get mic time and get good at my craft. It's like basketball or anything else. Like, you got to go to the gym. So, you've been putting in reps consistently now for a while. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and then doing stuff like this, too. Like, trying to have an on interview. You know what I mean? Like, it's important that, like, now that I make you laugh. You know what I mean? That I make the people that watch laugh. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I can't be a dry interview. I'm a comedian. So, like, even on here, I still got to be on. But it's just a different timing. You know what I mean? Same jokes. You know what I mean? But where where they go? You know what I mean? Well, how do I how do I work that joke into what we do in here? You know what I mean? So, it's always you on the stage as a comedian. But it's how you entertain that audience this audience will want it. so you know what i mean i gotta make you laugh i gotta entertain you until i'm out of here you know? okay so you said you've been in atlanta for like a year and a half now no 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 i've been in atlanta four years this make my fourth year in atlanta, okay but i only been doing comedy a year and a half oh okay yeah i so, work a job man <laughs> hey i feel Nine you five, dude. so how how are things in Atlanta right now? Like, especially with, I mean, obviously, you guys are a little bit more open than the rest. But uh, yeah, we, besides that, like, as far as, like, everyday life there, what, what is it like? Hmm. Hmm. All right. Georgia's a funny place because, like, people say Atlanta. And Atlanta's, like, small. Atlanta is, like, the size of a fucking... I don't know, like Maryland, me, no, not even Maryland, like, goddamn, like, Baltimore, maybe, like, it's very small, Atlanta itself, but Georgia is huge, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, like, a chick will tell you she's from Atlanta, you look up her address, she ain't nowhere near from Atlanta, you know what I mean, like, goddamn, it's just the woods, this ain't Atlanta, you know what I'm saying, but, like, down here, everything is open, so you can go to everything. My thing is, like, you know, it's like the mask. The mask is like niggas with condoms, you know what I'm saying? They're going to wear that shit until the place feels good. Then they taking that shit off, like, yeah. 
I'm chilling up in this motherfucker. What? You know what I mean? That, that's how it is down here. Like, you know what I mean? Every nigga walk in with the mask on. And then while they in that motherfucker, next day, you know, they neck and they chin is mad safe. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you ain't got to worry about my beard catching shit. You know what I mean? But that's the fact of the matter. But I did see a couple when I was out. I was doing a show. This had to be the most quarantined couple I've ever seen. They both had on mask at the table. They both had separate hookahs. And they pulled their mask down and hit the hookah. <laughs> they was not playing. I was like, nah, them two niggas are safe. You know I mean? But they fucking with the mask and the condom on. Do they really know each other, yo? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> These know each other, you know what I'm they, they fucking strangers at that point. Might as well be, you know? Yeah, but, but I, like, I, I don't know what to say because, like, I'm a dude that I've, I've been out here. I'm an essential worker. Mm-hmm. So um, from March 25th, when this shit started, I got a letter that was like, don't nobody give a fuck if you catch it, bro. You're going to work. <laughs> so it's like, like, I never got the chance. Like, my girl was fucking quarantined, just chilling at home. You know what I mean? Like, oh, they just chilling. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, people got to chill like that. But, like, for me, I never really got the difference. I, I appreciated that it was less traffic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there was benefits to it for me. Um, and I and I did my shows. Like, the crowds are less, you know, but we do that, um, that spacing with the seating also. Like, yeah. you know, we don't have the people right on top of each other. Like, I have tables in between and crap like that. Like, if you come together, then I seat you together. Y'all already got it in the car. Like, you know what I mean? Whatever y'all had, y'all shared it in the car already. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Y'all smoking blunts together and all type of shit. I ain't gonna fuck y'all sit together. But, like, if it's people, I try to separate them, couples, groups, like that. Okay. But really, I haven't had anything, like, me personally, I haven't tested positive for it. Um, I take my temperature every day at my job. So, like... Really, I can, all I think I can say is that Georgia's open, man. Like, that shit wide open. It's a red state. Like, Georgia is a place where it's like living with your redneck stepdad that lets you shoot fish with a shotgun. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's Georgia, baby. Like, go bulldog. Like, this shit is real life. Like, guys do not care. Okay. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't been to Georgia in a while. And, um, I actually can't wait for some time off so I can just leave the state. I I, I myself am an essential worker too, so okay. I've been at it. I've been at it since it was no quarantine for me. It was, None, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was, yeah. and it was no uh, hazard pay either. Unfortunately, nope, nope, yeah. nope, nope. Was no shit like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like when they talk about this shit in the future later, they're gonna talk about how they were wrong for not giving us hazard pay. How they were wrong for not, like, you know what I mean, looking out for people that had to be out here every day. You know what I mean? Making air purifiers and the shit that they're using now. You know what I mean? Because I'm working on manufacturing and production, and that's what we were doing. You know what I mean? Okay. So, <clears throat> have you uh, have you done any Zoom shows or virtual shows? <laughs> I have. Um, I have. I do... Um, I've done a joint called Atlanta Comedy Digital. I did that for a long time. Um, I, I don't work with them anymore, but I did that for a long time. Um, that's a joint that's still popping with a lot of good comedians. Good place to catch them. I did Rock the Mic Live. 
That's also good live on IG to catch good comedians. Comedy, the comedy couch, that's also an IG live. But um, as far as Zoom go, who was these people? Comedy Network Live, I did with them. Humor That Works, I did Zoom with them. And then like around the holidays, I was doing private Zooms for um, families. Okay. Like people that and some people that reached out to me, but like they were some um, people that were family members and friends also that wanted me to do it. So that was cool. Like I did I did one of them from my car. Oh, I just did a joint um called the Comedy Cage match yesterday. That was on um IG. I won a hundred dollars and I moved on to the next round. So I am the Cage Comedy first round champion. And I move on to the second round. That'll be in March, the last Friday in March. I'll go up against a guy named Skinny D. Um, Skinny D, you better get your weight up. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually my friend, so you know he cool with me. Uh, so we gonna the way it works is you both do five minute sets, five to ten minute sets, and then the um, audience judges on who had the best set. Okay, so uh, from everything I'm hearing, from what I see, it don't seem like uh, stage fright was like a problem for you. No, because I was a fool all the time. Like I was that one that you get in the supermarket somewhere, and your mother like Derek, eat my goddamn, goddamn. You know what I mean? Like she had to slap a nigga up to keep a bit lying. Like I was always the one that has some shit to say. Like you know what I mean? I feel like the world is my stage. Like I don't care, man. We could be at court. I'm gonna make jokes. You know? <laughs> Like, if, like, all right, here go a perfect example. My aunt, God bless the dead, she passed away not long ago, right? So it was during this quarantine COVID time, right? Mm-hmm. So we had to do the joint online, like this, like a virtual funeral or whatever, right? So I told niggas, I said, the funeral was nice. I said, it was sad. You know, but she had mad crying emojis. You know what I mean? Like, you tell niggas it was heartfelt, mad crying emojis. You know what I mean? But that's just true. You know what I mean? Like, it's funny to me, but some people are like, oh, that's not funny. But it's true, man. We had fucking crying emojis up there, motherfucker. One dude was a dick, though. He put a ghost up there. I don't know what the fuck that was even supposed to be. <laughs> what the fuck you put a ghost for? So he said it was because she went to heaven and shit. So I was like, oh, all right. Yeah. You but that's put, where we mourning at. Yeah. You could have put an angel emoji, not a ghost emoji. That's what I'm saying. He put a ghost. Like, she trapped here and shit. I said, you trying to save it. He said, no, nah, no, nah, she went to heaven, though. My aunt was a good woman, you know. I remember we went to Disney World with her, right? And she was mad the whole time we was at Disney World, right? And I said, what's the matter with you? And she said, Goofy is nasty and many spell musty. Because Goofy had squeezed her ass and shit. And I was like, oh, for real? She was like, yeah. Goofy nasty and many is musty. She need to wash her ass. That's what she need to do. So that was my aunt Glenny, man. She's a great woman to me, though. She was good. Man, rest in peace. So, yeah. do you uh, do you miss New York, and do you get back there often? Um, I do go back regularly because my family's still there, majority of them. Um, do I miss it? See, man, growing up in New York in the Bronx, it's like it's like sitting in a dirty room all day. <laughs> you don't really notice. You know how that should be. You know what I mean. You just stepping over shit, and, you know, you going about the business. But when you leave and you come back and you see that shit, you're like, yeah, damn, this shit is fucked up, y'all. This is fucked up. So I miss the nostalgia of it, but when I got to think about, like, the real parts of it, like, not so much. Like, you know what I mean? Like, New York can teach you how to mind your business young, you know what I mean? 
Like, it'll be a dude getting his ass whipped right there while your mama doing the thing, wiping your face. All right, now you mind your business. No, they ain't got nothing to do with us. We waiting, we waiting for our bus. That is that man's business while he getting his ass whipped. You know what I mean? Like, okay, mom, so like, you know, New York, New York is a rough living. Like, I love New York, but I'm not going to lie to you. New York like a third world country. When he said go back to your shithole country, I thought he was talking about us. I was like, nigga, you talking about what? You know, talking about Wakanda, nigga? What the fuck you talking about? You know? Because I lived in New York, in the Bronx, and you talking about third world countries and shit. We got them right here. All you Africans, don't be offended. We grew up just like y'all. Niggas in Flint know about dirty water. Like, you know, so. America, we, we got places and pockets where it's harder to live than us. Yeah, you're right. Uh, my first time going to New York, um, I was walking down the street in Queens, and I was this close to being hit in the head by a trash bag coming out of a window. And I was like, so that's what y'all do? Y'all just y'all just throw it down to the street? They was like, yeah, you might want to step like five inches to the right. And I, I mean, because it's going right there by the curb. So if you got the good aim, you, you do the over the shoulder like, <laughs> Every once in a while, it'd be nice. They got the can down there, boy. You hit that shot on it. Shadoom! If you're great, but with, with no consideration for your victims down the street, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to watch your head in New York. You know what I mean? You always got to be aware of your surroundings. In New York. <laughs> that's, a, like, that's the thing. Like, from a little kid, I remember my kid would go outside, right, with his bike or whatever, right? And I'm like, you listen to me. That's yours. You don't let nobody ride this shit, and you don't go around somewhere else where you don't know them because they're gonna take your possession. You know, and like, it be real. You gotta, you know, keep your head on a swivel. And I make it sound so bad, but it's not that bad. You know, there's a lot of love in New York. We got the Yankees. I mean, like, there's, a, you know, <laughs> there's some bright spots. You know, and my mom and dad were great people too. So I had a lot of love in my home, even if it wasn't outside. So, you know. Yeah. I can't complain about my childhood or my raising up because I'm here, you know what I mean? So obviously it couldn't be that bad, you know? Yeah, you you was uh, the diamond that came from the rough out of all that. That's right. You know? That's right. And I went looking for bullshit. I, did, I didn't have to, you know what I mean? But I went looking for bullshit. So I blame myself for some of the shit I was, I shouldn't have had to go look for it. I should have minded my goddamn business. Like, oh man, but it was like so much fun over there. And I'm selling crack. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like man, all the bitches and hoes and guns and shit. Oh, I'm going over there. Fuck that. School shit. You know what I mean? And that's how that should be, you know? Every nigga, there's two things every nigga want to be when they, three things every nigga want to be when they young. Nigga want to be an athlete. Nigga want to be a, a rapper. Nigga want to be a drug dealer. You know what I mean? Like those three things back when you was growing up in the in the eighties and nineties, that's what like cats looked up to. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, mm. All of them provide a chance to be famous, and all fame ain't good fame, unfortunately. So nope. Nope. You don't find that till late. But it's the funny thing because then the rappers that was rappers wanted to be gangsters. You know what I mean? They didn't understand. Like gangsters wanted to be rappers, so they didn't have to be gangsters though. You know what I mean? Like, they just rapped looking like a gangster because that's where they were rapping at. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you caught this dude rapping, he was in the middle of doing some gangster shit and he was able to rap. Like, you know what I mean? That's why he looked like that. But he didn't want to be doing the gangster shit and rapping. He would have rather just gone and went rap. 
you know, but like somewhere the rappers got it confused and thought that the nigga wanted to be gangster shit while he rapped. Like, no. Okay. So let me yeah. ask you this. Uh, who are some of your uh, comedy inspirations? From today now, it would have to be Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, Bruce Bruce. Uh, shit. And then from the past, it would have to be Richard Pryor, George Carlin, Eddie Murphy, and what's his name? Red Fox. Okay. Damn, I didn't name now one woman. I feel, hold up, hold up. Um, <laughs> what's her name? Damn, damn. What's this lady's name? The lady that did the joke about Sea Biscuit. Damn, it. This is Cheryl Underwood. Okay. Yeah. Cheryl Underwood. I'm naming her, because Castle B. David forgetting to name women comedians. Like, they didn't influence it. But Cheryl Underwood, Monique, um, some more. Shit. All right, that's three chicks. There you go. <laughs> Equality, <laughs> huh? Equality. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Equality. Because, like, I got women comedians that's my friends. And if you can hear the picture, they're moaning. They be saying about niggas and us respecting them as comedians. Let me tell you. So, I be trying to show them love. Matter of fact, I got a women's comedy show today. It's a lady showcase. It's going to be at 8 o'clock at, my, at a bar. The Bumande Lions Den in Alpharetta. So, if you in Georgia, pull up. Free comedy So, uh, Ty Davis um, out of Baltimore is one of my favorite female comedians. Okay. Um, Jess Hilarious is funny. Oh, fuck. I forgot her. Yeah. Jess Hilarious is one of my favorite her, comedians. Her, her, her Instagram keeps me in tears. Cause she be Man, that fucking Jess with the mess? Yeah. <laughs> Man, that shit is fire, yeah. That's my favorite shit. When she come with that little news clip, I was like, that shit need to be a part of the news for real every day. Like, that's vision. And her story she be coming up with. I mean, she be she be reenacting real life situations and oh, shit. Be funny. And be killing it, yo. Yeah. yeah. She definitely deserved to be named. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Um, who's somebody you looking forward to working with in the future? Hmm. It got to be the main man of the time, Kevin Hart. Okay. You know, Kevin, it's Kevin Hart's thing right now. Like, out here, it's his thing. Like, his name on everything, you know what I mean? Like, shit. And he's like, bam, 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 bam. You know, <laughs> he's doing shit. I want boom, boom. I want to work with you. I want to work with him. I want to work with you. Boom. You know what I mean? I'm going to fuck with him. Yeah, man, that, that dude right there. Kevin Hart, and um. Definitely like the legend Eddie Murphy. I would like to work with him. I would just like to sit and have a conversation with Eddie Murphy. He is um uh he he has a direct line to my funny bone. Like as a kid, yeah. his his character Axel Foley, like I was obsessed with you know the way he played that role. And then, and then I, you know, I kind of like backtrack and I saw 48 Hours, Golden Child, Harlem Nights, uh, Coming to America, like all, all that stuff was just like comedy gold to me. And everything he did, the way he thought is like the way I think, I just don't verbalize it all the time. Like I have crazy scenarios of, of me just, you know what I'm saying, picturing someone in responses to like some ignorant shit. And he, he puts it on tape, you know, like yeah. 
all, all you know, there, there's nothing he can't do that isn't funny to me. And I think that uh, outside of comedy, just having a real life discussion, I think will be like some of the, the funniest and probably the most entertaining thing to me because, you know, uh, not that I'm saying that he makes people laugh on cue. He's just naturally funny. And, and you could just sit there and, and we, we talk about life and then, you know, next thing you know, you're going to be in stitches because he just said something, you know, hilarious. Like, Hell yeah. uh, Jerry Seinfeld show, uh, Comedians of Cards Getting Coffee. His episode yeah, really had me in tears when he was talking about the homeless people. Like, <laughs> that, shit, that shit had me die like You saw his Mark Twain award speech? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. too, like, when he killed Bill Cosby, yo, like, that motherfucker, Eddie's got it still. You know what I mean? Like, he got it, like. You know what I mean? If anybody's sleeping, you see that cars and coffee shit, and you watch that Mark Twain shit, you'll know this motherfucker got it. Like, and that's what I'm talking about. The format may change, but you got to be on. You know what I mean? Like, you're not watching Eddie Murphy right there in that car with Jerry Sign for him to be like, yeah, you know, I got four children. You know what I mean? You want that nigga to be on. So, like, we got a chance to see him be on, on in that car, man. And that's that one-on-one conversation. But the thing that you were saying about Beverly Hills Cop, and um, those movies, for me, Eddie Murphy laughed his way into being like the first black leading action star for me. You know what I mean? Like I hadn't had no black action heroes since fucking Fred Williamson and fucking like Three the Hallway shit, Jim Brown and the niggas. So like when those movies came out and you got this nigga rolling around with a 45 and doing the 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 action flip roll with the gun and all of that. Like, that was a big thing for me, a shift dynamically, consciously, and even for Hollywood, too. Like, after that, like, cats started giving Black dudes jobs with guns saving the day. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Eddie Murphy won the first Black dudes to be on major TV as, like, a big cop. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we didn't have that. You know what I mean? Like, and that, too, was a big deal for me. Like, those roles he got to play as the leading man, like, and being funny, it meant something to me. And I didn't even realize what it meant to me because at the time, like, all the comedians I know that started now late, like I did, we didn't know where to go be funny at. We didn't know how to get a job being funny. We, we thought, like, you need to do an application somewhere. Like, uh, I like to tell jokes, but uh, think I'm funny. <laughs> like, you know, we, we, we really didn't fucking know, you know? And... But I know now that I fucking looked up to Eddie Murphy like, damn, man, this nigga cool as shit. You know what I mean? Like, killing Victor Maitland and the niggas. <laughs> man, mad old, mad old, man. When, when he just would just uh, just mess with somebody, like, walking into the, the store and be like, yeah, I, I, when he was like, I need to speak to I need to speak to Victor. <laughs> could you, could, oh, what about it? <laughs> when he was when he was when he was messing with the people at the house in the second one, and he was like, "Look, ain't supposed to be no damn right angles in this house." He was like, "I don't care if they want to live in a donut. You need to remove these shits." <laughs> <laughs> That's how you got the crib, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit, and then another forty-eight hours. I think uh, which one is that shit where he's like in jail and they come get him out? That's another forty-eight hours. Yeah, yeah. It was it was forty-eight hours, then another forty-eight hours. All right, so forty-eight hours. 
the one where he opened that fucking car door up on the dude and be like, boom, Luther. It looked like that car door hurt. Right, <laughs> like, that shit. Billy Ray Valentine. That's who that nigga was in that. And the yeah. games this nigga had was crazy. Billy Ray Valentine. I was like, this nigga Axel Foley, man. Those movies, man, they, like to me in the movie side, Eddie Murphy got her on lock as far as comedians go. Like in comedic movies. And then Jamie Foxx got it on lock in dramatic roles. I agree. Comics. I agree. You know what I mean? Like everybody else, y'all trying to catch we all trying to catch up with those two things. Like so you uh you pursuing uh acting as well, I'm assuming. Yeah, I've um I did two episodes of a show called Underground Comics of Atlanta. It wasn't so much acting, it was just me doing stand-up for a show, you know, mm-hmm. something like Def Jam or something like that. And then um I did get a chance, so I'm in a new TV show, it's gonna be on well, YouTube show, excuse called um Trey Keisha. And um in that I play a personal trainer. So that's gonna come out soon. Um Trey Keisha is a character played by Funny Brenton. If you go on TikTok, the character Trey Keisha's got over 2 million views and users of her voice. Um, so she decided to take that fame, that momentum, and turn it into a show. So it's about a girl that's struggling with her weight. And, uh, you know, like, she be lying to her friends. Like, she be eating McDonald's or some shit. And they call <laughs> up and be like, what you doing, girl? And she's like, oh, I'm just eating a salad. You know what I mean? She's eating a fucking triple stack Big Mac and shit, you know? But that's who she is, and I'm coming into her life as a personal trainer. That sounds dope. I, uh... And I, I'm not your regular personal trainer. Like, my moves is inspired by shit like LeBron after hitting the shot. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, not even in warm-up. That shit I got you doing, the shit LeBron would do after he hit a shot. Okay. So what's your uh, ideal of, like, <clears throat> the perfect – uh, comedy show if you were to you know be in the position to you know like sell out a, a stadium or something like that um a great headliner you know uh, if, since I'm gonna do something like that it would be like a, a longer time frame so I guess I would have like four opening acts like you know some little local comedians that's making a buzz wherever I want, wherever I'm at, you know. And then I would have uh two features that were really good. I would host it. Only reason why I'm hosting right now is because like my lack of experience. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not that I don't have um the material, but like I'd rather have a more experienced headliner and feature right now because I, I get the chance to learn from these people. So it's a it's a two it's a two thing for me. Like I get the chance to do my thing, but I also get the chance to watch and see how people manipulate that stage time. Yeah. Okay. Because for me, some of those things right now at where I'm at, it's the first time I'm doing. It. You know what I mean? Like the first time I had to do 30 minutes was like a, I don't know, like a month ago. You know what I mean? So like getting out of that comfort zone and doing 20 to 30 minutes and trying to work my way up to an hour to an hour and a half. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I get to build that while watching people that have done that amount of time. So I was still hosted, and I would have two features and a, and a killer headliner. That's what's up. I, uh, 
I always try to, you know what I'm saying, check out up and coming comedians. Like, you know, when you, they say when you first coming out, you at your rods. And then there's people who are consistently funny and just get better as time goes on. You know? Yeah, that's me out this motherfucker. That's, I'm one of them niggas. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this. Uh, who you listening to these days, music-wise? Music-wise, um, I got, a, I got um, you know how they got them positive affirmations? You ever, you ever mess with a spiritual chick that, you know, she saved your crib and shit like that? Yeah. They be having, like, positive affirmations, and they, like, they teach you stuff like that, so. Girl had taught me about that. So some of the rap songs I use now, I listen to them as positive affirmation. So I'm listening to New God Flow by um, Pusha T and Kanye West. You know what I mean? There's a powerful message in that. You listen to it. He's telling you about your power. I'm listening to Benny the Butcher. Okay. Um, legend. You know, I'm going to be a legend now. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm going to be a legend. I'm a legend now. You know, I listen to that. Um, I listen to Nipsey Hustle. Grinding all my life, um, pretty much all his joint stuff. Um, I keep some biggie in rotation, Long Kiss Goodnight. That's my favorite song, so yes, sir. I listen to that song like every day. Like, that's so I that's I know that song word for word, so I'm fucking acting that song out every morning and shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> shout out to the late great notorious BID, and um. I listen to everybody though. I listen to Young Thug. I listen to the Throat Baby dude. I forgot his name. I listen to the Baby, Little Baby. Yeah. You would think I got a, a daycare over here. I listen to so many <laughs> fucking kids. I listen to the the Baby, Young Thug, Young. This one I listen to. Um, I haven't listened to OJ in a while, but um, I, I, I oh I've been listening to that new Nas album. Okay, it's pretty good. The song Spicy is the one I'm bumping the most. But. Yeah, I um, I, I I travel out there and and check out some of the new artists, but you know I'm a old school outcast man, UGK. Okay. You know what I'm saying three six. Yeah. Yo, that, oh my god, I be bumping at three six too, man. Yeah, that that early uh Cash Money, um Don Trip, that's my okay. man. He he has slept on dude, Big Crit, J Cole. J Cole got lyric, yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, I fuck with what's his name too. Um, the dude from Cali that got lyrics too. I forgot his name right now. I just finished listening to the song five minutes ago. God damn, that's his name. Uh, it was backseat freestyle. I was just listening to Kendrick. Damn. Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, I just listened to backseat freestyle. He's nice. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can always throw Kendrick in. Like it's certain rappers that like you could just always throw in because their bars are so fucking so profound man like my my um people say laugh at me because i say that somebody's bars could be life-changing but i feel they are i feel like there's certain shit a rapper kick and spit that that shit be like damn you know what i mean and it make you think and it, it, it sparks something in you you know make you move different in your your day your way you move yeah see what people a lot of people don't pick up on the fact that you know you know an mc can touch your soul, you know. Yeah, you know, and then there's rappers, people I consider rappers. They can entertain you. Yeah, like like I consider Young Jeezy a rapper. I consider somebody. Yeah, but he can like, entertain you though. Yeah, I, I consider somebody like um, uh, what's the boy that got the diamond on his forehead? 
Um, Lil Uzi. Those are, those are entertainers to me. You know what I'm saying? I walked in really new silly watch. You know silly watch is hot though. Yeah, but you know, for somebody like Andre 3000, when they when they talking some real shit, some shit that make you sit back and be like, spaceships don't come equipped with rearview mirrors. They dip as quick as they rip the atmosphere. Come on, man. He ain't no peninsula. No, I ain't no island peninsula, maybe. That shit, boy, that he kick on that. Keep your heart three stacks. Keep your heart three. Man, he killed that. He had so many bars. I love down below. Even though he's doing different shit, he didn't influence the whole generation of motherfuckers to sing and do all type of weird shit. You know what I mean? But his lyrics was crazy. Like, that's one of my favorite rappers, too. Um, if I had to say my top five rappers, Andre 3000 is number three. Number three. Who's two and one? Rakim is number one. Okay. Because um, Rakim said, my mind remains defined all kind of ideas. Self-esteem make it seem like a thought took years to build. You know what I mean? Your self-esteem, when you hear what he says, make you think it took him years to build that simple thought he had. For him, it was a simple thought. But when we hear it, we believe it took him years to build that thought. Like that bar right there fucked with me till now. Like still now <laughs> to this day. I still be like, God damn, right here, man. Rock him number one. And then for number two, it's gonna have to be fucking Nas, man. Okay. Nas, man, he, he's had some things, man. He said that shit on Hillmatic, man. Wait, he said I ran through the lobby. It was full of children playing. Probably couldn't see as high as I'd be. I picked the Mac up, let the Mac spit. So brothers back up, they the backflip. <laughs> like that, man, that's good, dude. <laughs> he was crazy. And then the other shit with that, um, on the, um, live at the barbecue, that nigga said, um, snuffing. He's like, I went, I went to hell at 12 for snuffing Jesus. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he just had ill... Bill Bars, bro. Nas number two, then Andre 3000. After him, Chuck D. After him, uh, Biggie. Okay. That's a solid top five right there. Because the only reason why Chuck D, man, because Chuck D, the shit he said for black people in the back about black people it is just crazy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he was just as powerful to me as Ice Cube was. Like, people don't understand that either. Ice Cube, too. In NWA actually were a fucking black power group. They weren't actually gangsters. Like they were okay. actually a black power group. But like, you know what I mean? When they were portrayed as something else. Only because like everything else in history, like, you know what I mean? Like they're the same, they're, they're just as much a terrorist as Martin Luther King. Like, you know what I mean? Like they're the, they're the same terror as Martin Luther King and Malcolm X was. Because the people telling you that they're bad guys are the bad guys. So, you know. What about Scarface? One of my favorites also. He I, he should have made the list. Like, if it's a top 10, that's where Cube, Scarface, and them come in. Because okay. the whole thing with Scarface and Cube is that what makes them hot to me is how much they were influenced by the East Coast. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're not like Snoop Dogg or those rappers that can't freestyle. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Scarface and Ice Cube, you know these niggas practice freestyling because they run with a bunch of New York motherfuckers. Like, mm-hmm. Ice Cube was hanging out with Chuck D, Big Daddy Kane, and these people, so he had to rhyme 
that way. Like, you know what I mean? He already rhymed that way, but the way he rhymed and the way his pen game was, he was more like an East Coast rapper to me. But, like, true West Coast, West Coast sound, I got to go with, like, Snoop. The Lords of Mischief dudes. Okay. And Kendrick Lamar. Like Kendrick Lamar, Snoop. That's like the sound of the West Coast to me. Ice Cube, I respect him, but he still had a real East Coast sound. Like he had a heavy accent, but the way his bars are like the cadence is like an East Coast flow. Still an animal if he uh if he, you know, I'm saying, takes the time to, you know, lay a track down. I don't think oh, yeah. I ever was disappointed with um, a whole body of work, you know, but it, nothing was like America's Most Wanted, in my opinion. Nope. That's the one where he got that bar where he got um, Tales from the Dark Side and shit, and that motherfucker say, um, he said, tonight the crew had a little fun. I go home and saw the barrel on my shotgun, stole a 5.0, and I creep a little low. Roll down that window, shotgun kick, ice cube, motherfucker, like that shit right there. And that all way, like, um, he had to um hide in, in, in the schoolyard bathroom. Like, his man died over a key. It was plain and simple. Pop, down went pop to the temple. You know what I mean? That shit, like, man, that all the jacking for beats, the fucking story with the shit where he go to the fucking projects, never date a girl from the projects. Man, America's most wanted was cracked, yo. <laughs> That album was crack, yo. I can't even lie, yo. That was one of my favorite albums. That and then Death Certificate was pretty good, too. Yeah, I I feel sorry for the dudes that don't appreciate who improved the hip-hop culture through music. Like, you know, I'm the type of dude that'll listen to, you know what I'm saying, rock him on the regular. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Some old run DMC, some fat boys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Prince Marky D just died from the fat boys. Rest in peace. Yeah, man. It's 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 like I don't know. It's like the past couple years, man. It just like it seemed like the people of legendary status have been dropping like flies, and I'm just like, ah, it's it's uh, what? It's Lee Tyson, Hank Aaron, all these, all these. I'm hoping they make the history books because I want to know what Chadwick Boseman. I was about to fucking. I'm so glad I said Chadwick Boseman. I'm about to call this motherfucker T'Challa. I was to say we lost T'Challa. Character that he plays well. But <laughs> yeah, I was about to say we lost. T'challa. That that dude was killing it, man. He had a, a six year run where yeah, Jackie had, Robinson, James Brown, Thurgood Good Marshall. Um, the cop from 21 Bridges, whatever his name was. <laughs> yeah. I just was like... I want this city locked down. <laughs> so, all right, let me ask you this. Um, who do you think is funnier? Jim Carrey or Steve Carell? Who the fuck is Steve Carell? <laughs> uh, he was the, the main star in 40-Year-Old Version. That's the whole thing. I'm black. So you cannot just shout a white man's name at me like <laughs> Steve Carell. You know, you got to do that shit by saying the nigga, yeah, you know the nigga that was like, ripped the shit off his chest. He's like, Kelly Clarkson. Oh, that nigga. <laughs> that nigga. I was 
thinking about I need to make a game show called That Nigga. Where, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Motherfuckers just say a random nigga from a movie. And niggas just got to start, like, trying to figure out who he is. So then niggas start saying shit he was in. He was in that shit with Denzel. Where the nigga had the guns. You know what I'm talking about, man? The nigga was with the lawnmowers and shit. Hey, Russell Crowe. You, you talking about that, but you, it's people that will make that game. Like, no bullshit. I'm I'm, I'm work on it, man. Fuck it, you know. Like I said, my bullshit always comes from real life, nigga. That nigga will make that game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the cracks will let get away. Oh, white people will let. Yeah, I found out the other day I'm not supposed to be saying crack and shit, y'all. Like when I do my stand up, that is offensive. Mm, so I'm retiring the word cracker. I will leave. We're referring to white people from that one as rich. <laughs> <laughs> More expensive version. Even and shit. Now I'm fucking around. I'm not racist. I love everybody. You know, I'm cool with everybody. Everybody cool. So if I call you a crack, it's the same thing because I just used the word nigga. I was just trying to, I didn't want to leave y'all out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say the N word, might as well to say the C word. You know, pretty much. Yeah, that's what I say. I say shit. I want to see how people feel about even it out. Like, um, you know what I mean? Like, if I say it together, maybe I'll bring some unity between the crackers and the niggas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hell, man. <laughs> oh, shit. My kid asked me that shit, though. My little kid, he's like nine, right? So we're on the phone, we talking shit. And he says, Dad, am I going to go to hell? I said, it depends on what you did. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> like, well, damn. What did you do? <laughs> like, shit, hell, you just jump, getting a whipping or punishment, you going straight to hell. What did you do? So he said, no, because mommy said if I keep listening to many men by 50 cents, I'm going to go to hell. <laughs> I don't think so, man. That's why I love that song. I think you good. <laughs> think you good. They they can't take you seriously in the household, huh? I was serious. I told him I think he's good, man. I don't, I don't think he's going to hell for that. Like I think he's good on that one. Many minutes a classic. That is hot. If God judge him harshly for that, then I don't know, man. Like I gotta start thinking about my religion, man. I might be Buddhist. Y'all ain't gonna let us listen to many men. Okay. All right. So. I'm going a, I'm, I'm to a leave that question. I'm going to put a pin in that till later. <laughs> All right. So let, let me ask you this. Uh, in your opinion, uh, who do you think is a better actor, Will Smith or Jamie Foxx? Damn, man. So I got to, all right. So there are two most dramatic roles. All right, first, help me with this, okay? Okay. To narrow it down. There are two most dramatic roles would have to be Ali and Ray. Okay. And then for their action roles, I'm going with Collateral and with the last joint Egypt and with one of the bad, bad boys too. Okay. This nigga was Ali for real, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This is horrible, man. I'm going with Jamie Foxx. Go on, Jamie Foxx. I'm on tape saying Jamie Foxx, man. I meet one of these niggas. I'm sorry, both of you. 
super talented geniuses, right? I didn't want to answer this shit. This is this nigga, man. <laughs> he made me do it, Will. He made me say, fuck you, Will. You know what You know what happened, too? I think Will lost props because of the entanglement. I might have went with Will. If oh. he would have slapped the shit. If he would have slapped the shit out of August Augustine, right now, I'd have been like, Will Smith, <laughs> nigga, you crazy? Small fucking man. But I think that's because he didn't slap the shit out of home. I don't think he's going to jeopardize his brand with, you know, that particular. He slapped thing. a reporter for kissing him. You can find it on the internet. Yeah. Look well, us oh. out in the street and there's mad people around. And dude walk up on him. He like try to kiss him or some shit. And was, was like, what the fuck wrong with you, Jack? Okay. I'm just saying that. So, but I'm look, not saying oh. I support violence. That's a joke, too. Well, I don't want you to lose your job. <laughs> You just lost the vote for me because you got a son. <laughs> so, all right, let me ask you this. As as a man, right? As a man. Know, as a man. <laughs> so, August wasn't brave enough to do that like on the red table talk. He did that once he left the compound. So, I think if he admitted that to his face, I think he would have popped off, in my opinion. Hmm. That's 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 true too. I mean, yeah, he didn't come with the tough tough like. Yeah. I knocked him down, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I dusted that old bitch off. Nigga. <laughs> he didn't even know about new shit I was doing, so I did some Fortnite shit on him. Like, <laughs> 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 he did a bad Fortnite dance on that bitch. <laughs> You ain't even allowed to do that move no more. <laughs> All right, let's stop. That's somebody's wife. <laughs> Streets. <laughs> they was on TV like she married to the streets. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, that was that was the court of, court of public opinion. You know. I mean, come on, you can't do that on TV. You can't do that on TV and expect me not to have a comment. That's why they got the comments underneath that shit. Like you had, I got comments. I, you know, what I'm saying like you can see me, but I'm just a nigga in the comments. Don't take me serious. <laughs> nah, I feel you on that. All right, so uh, last question: um, In a versus battle of lyricism, who you got? LL Cool J or Busta Rhymes? LL Cool J. I don't care how fast that nigga say that shit. I don't care, yeah. That nigga LL boy. Man, I'm telling this is the thing people don't understand. Like, if LL, if you, if Buster Rhymes dared say something about James Todd, then he would aim at that nigga. He'd be like, and he would light that nigga up, y'all. Like, I, in my lifetime, I've seen him light up too many niggas to go against him. Like, I can't bet against him. I never seen Buster Rhymes in a struggle before. You know what I mean? Like Buster Rhymes loved by all. Like nobody want to battle Buster. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Buster is the life of the party. So he didn't even got to worry about that. Buster's lyrical, but understanding Buster clearly in a battle is not going to save him. Like, you know what I mean? Like being lyrical in that situation, like that style of rap is not going to help you. You know what I mean? It's easy if a nigga's like, your mom's is ugly and your shoes is whack. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's like, it's hard to survive a LL Cool J bar. 
Like I, I, I ripped my man the other day with that. I was like, the clothing you got on would make me make LL diss you. Like you know what I mean? He had on some shit like that. Like he had on a he had on a members only jacket with some LL shades. Like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you can't escape. Like that's what I'm saying. Like that's hard to beat. With this nigga like you know what I mean? Like you're like, what the fuck is Buster talking about? Me personally, I don't think that he would Buster is lyrical though. He he would um he would go that route. He might he might throw in a little theatrics with that cadence, but Buster can slow it down and give you some shit, you know. He would have to slow it down and give you straight bars, yeah. Cause he's lyrical as fuck. Like, if you actually listen to what he says, his shit is crazy. Like, he's up there like with Andre three thousand type of complexity. Mm. You know what I mean? But LL is a battle rapper. Like, okay, I'm gonna tell you who he does stuff in my life. He started out Kid and Play, right? Okay. After, after Kid and Play is Kumo D. Okay. Mm. After Kumo D is Ice T. Okay. After Ice T is Cannabis. Okay. After cannabis is why Clef for hanging out with cannabis. <laughs> like, like, and then, then there was rumors and shit with the Jay-Z shit. And the nigga just was like, yo, don't, don't even play with me. He didn't drop the record, but he was like, yo, for real, this is all just talk, right? And nigga was like, yeah, yeah, nah, Jay has not said your name on shit. Because that's when he started talking that goat shit. You know what I mean? And nigga yeah. stopped talking that goat shit. Like, you know what I mean? That ain't no coincidence. This nigga was like, yo, y'all better chill, man. And that nigga's on a CSI with the largest head I've ever seen on television. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right now, he's an icon catching criminals. Like, this nigga's pretending to study shit. Like, this looks like evidence. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, man. I got I to give it to him, man. Buster Rhymes has just got his body back together. I can't. <laughs> I can't give it, I can't give it to this Tabo Billy Blanks ass Buster Rhymes over my man LL the icon. He was just hosting some shit like last year, so they let him host like the SPs or some shit. Yeah. He still looks like he's 23. And he's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Buster Rhymes just got himself back together, though. So like Buster Rhymes trying to be out here competing again. Like, you know what I mean? Like that nigga look like he punch a nigga in the face. So Buster Rhymes, I don't want no smoke. Um, I love all your albums. Leader <laughs> of the new school. You were the, that shit you did with all the eyes can see with the fucking coming to America video. Epic. Remember the times shit, nigga. That's the level of your video right there. You, you in the annals of history with that shit, Buster. No bullshit. That should keep me safe, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> I, I personally can't wait for a Curtis Blow biopic because be he crazy. was literally the first rap superstar, and a lot of people don't. Now really this is that. gonna bug you out. That nigga was my neighbor. G shit. When. He was a fucking superstar. Okay. Walked around with the Fat Boys and Run the MC. Gave us albums and all that shit. Chick I knew babysitted his kid. No lie. No lie whatsoever. This is when he was AJ Fly. Like, that's right, y'all. My name is AJ. Like, all that shit. Like, <laughs> basketball, all that shit. Like, his hits, he lived there. He lived right there with the Lord Jerry Curl, with the Curtis Flow chain, all that. 
Okay. We, we can see him daily, like empty as garbage, all that. In New York in the 80s, man, that, that must have been something to come up in. Well, the thing was, was like rap was so new and that like, and I was from the Bronx, so like motherfuckers wheeling out gigantic speakers and hooking them up to the lights, that was happening then. Like, Curtis Blow and these people, like I tell people all the time, like rappers, when you saw them on these album covers, and you, what you thought was cool was the clothes these niggas had when somebody took a picture. That wasn't no photo shoot. That wasn't no shit like that. This nigga had to go wear his like mother's sweater, his cousin's sweater, so he could look better in this shit because he didn't even have no good sweater. You know what I mean? Borrow somebody else's chain real quick to put it on to have a chain. Like, you know what I mean? Like these were just dudes off the street, regular cat. You know what I mean? That could rap and was rapping in horrible situations. Like the Bronx, you didn't have anything to do. You could um play in um fucking burned out cars. You could flip on pissy mattresses. You could, um, throw bottles. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm serious. Like you know, there was actually nothing. Like because people like why, why was rap invented in the Bronx, nigga? There was nothing to fucking do. Like niggas had nothing to do. Like nothing at all. Like, do you know what it takes for a nigga to start wiggling and fucking spinning on his back on the floor? You know what I'm saying? You know how fucking bored you got to be, nigga? You know how bad the fucking walls have to be that you want to paint a fucking better reality on them? Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, people don't understand that. Like, why would a nigga want to draw on the wall? Nigga, the wall looked worse before I drew on it, nigga. Like, I was trying to make the wall look nice so I could fucking live here, nigga. I'm spinning on my back. It's so bad out this way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, niggas don't get that shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this shit was invented off a heartache. Like, nigga, what are you doing? I'm banging on the table so we can have something to listen to and stay warm in this cold ass crib. You know what I'm saying? So now this nigga banging on the table. That shit sound hot. Nigga, I'm cold and shit. <laughs> you know what I'm I get the movement on this motherfucker. Nigga's like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm trying to stay warm, bitch. You know what I'm saying? Next thing I know, niggas are talking about we break this and this shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? And um, fucking, that's hip hop for real, though. I'm not going to lie, man, because the shit was made in Bronx. My brother's nine years older than me. I'm, I'm 48. There was no rap when I was a kid. When I'm like six or seven years old, that's when rap comes out. And it's on these 12 inch albums with the song just on one side. Like there was no shit on the other side. The other side was just nothing. <laughs> so like that's how the records were, and it was like in these white label, um, um, cardboard things, sleeves. And my brother had them records, and I was like, rap, like you know what I mean. And, like the thing with DJ was R and B and disco songs would come on, and niggas would wait to the part where that lady starts singing or whatever, and be like, bring it back. You know what I mean? Like, even in your house, before you had a DJ, when that part would come on, you spin the record back. <laughs> Make that shit start again. <laughs> so she'd say, all right, now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but, man, the, talking about that making me miss house parties, man. Like, mm. a good house party, man. Like, when you used to clear the, the, the furniture out in the living room, Oh, and you yeah, had the the, uh, the the Sony Hi-Fi and all that good shit. Like, oh yeah, 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 man. Like that's that's. I mean, that's you know that was adolescence for me, man. But don't nothing ain't nothing like that. I mean, you just had the lights out, one DJ, couple CDs. You know what I'm saying? 
Motherfuckers right, get fuck around and get lucky, get a red light. Like, oh shit, so you got a red light. <laughs> that shit was crazy, man. I loved house parties, bro. House parties and my boy, he my boy to this day. He was a DJ, right? His name was Marvelous at the time, but like he had that whole shit, like the equipment, the crates, all that shit. So like you know what I mean? Like we helped that nigga get to the party and all that shit set up. And that nigga with DJ and shit, and that shit was dope, bro. Uh, them times are some of the best times of my life. That's what's up. Man. This has been dope, man. I'm so glad Thank that uh, I, I, I got you to come on, man. You uh I definitely gotta have you back and we gotta uh we gotta talk some more and you know what I'm saying, get into the mind of this crazy dude, Derek, man. Derek, <laughs> oh, Derek. Yeah, man. Derek yeah, Rocks, man. I, 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 I tell you, I tell you right now, um, I can't, I can't wait for this to come out and to see uh, how people react. Cause uh, it, 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 I mean, I never put an expectation limit on the episode, but you know, what I'm saying you, you shattered my expectations. So I appreciate, I appreciate you, it, man. man. Yeah, thank you, man. It's dope, man. You easy to chop it up with, man. This shit was dope, man. I appreciate that shit. Yeah. I'm gonna give me a fly, but next time you see me, I'm gonna give me a fly background like that, so it don't look like I'm in solitaire. And shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> Niggas always heating up on me, like, "What's up with that fan you got? Nigga, keep me cool, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> nah, you good, man. But but you know, I you know that's why I also try to give people you know enough time to you know get ready. They ain't got nothing to worry about, you know, because with my interviews, I you know I usually go for an hour. But sometimes they go two and a half, you know. Oh yeah, you know. So that's what's up, bro. Who knows? So um, why don't you uh, let the people know where they can find you and uh, anything else you got coming up? All right, please follow me on Instagram, um, Derek Nicholson seven one eight. Follow me on YouTube, Laugh with Me Derek seven one eight. Follow me on Facebook, Derek Nicholson. Follow me on TikTok, Derek Nicholson seven one eight. Um. I got the thing coming up on Amazon Prime, Underground Comics of Atlanta. Um, got the YouTube show coming out, Trey Keisha. That's T-E-R-K-E-Y-C-H-A. It's black. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so watch that. Um, I got the shows every week, every Thursday. I host the open mic in Alpharetta, Lion's Den, Cigar Bar, the Bumonde Cigar Bar. Um, that's 8 to 11. List at 8. Go up at 8.30, show up, go up. Every week, right now, I'm doing guest host, book slots, so pull up, send me your um, information, and I'll have you host it. Um, going to start in March with a patio show, because it's going to get nicer, so we're going to be outside. So I'm in March, matter of fact, Jesus Christ. So next weekend, we'll be starting the patio show. And today, I got a woman's um, showcase coming up at 8 o'clock. That's with five hilarious women from Atlanta and um, they're going to get down and kill it. That is also at the Lions. Thing, so. Okay. Follow me. I got, I got things coming out and I'm doing work. I'm doing it. That's what's up. Good, good luck on that, uh, that cage match you got coming up. Oh yeah. Round two, round two at the end of March, I'm going to go up against my man, skinny D. Um, yeah. He's funny and all that, but vote for me no matter what. 
That's how that's what we do. We, we family now, so you fuck these other niggas. I don't give a fuck that nigga had you crying like that. That nigga had you hold your that nigga got his shoulders going. I don't care if your shoulders go. <laughs> you vote for me. That nigga scared. Oh no, I can't say fuck you, bro. You got you got <laughs> You gotta hate. That's what I need. I need you to hate on that day. That's what politics is. I didn't even know what politics was until I started getting into those competitions like that. Mm-hmm. That you gotta fucking pander motherfuckers for votes and shit. Like, yo, like, yo, son, I know that nigga mad funnier than me, yo, boy. You need to vote for me, yo. That's some shit. Like, vote for me. Bitch. Like, but my heart, man, my, my heart is with the other nigga. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta like, yo, come in there. You gotta come in there with like some brownies or some cookies. You gotta, you gotta. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. You're right. You right for this next account. Skinny D, watch out. I'm about to bribe niggas. This boy put me on right now. Y'all niggas about to get bribed big time. Yo, thank you again for having me on your show, man. I appreciate it, man. Hey, like I said, man, we uh I look forward to doing this again. You know what I'm saying? I know oh yeah. I know you're about to be busy, but you know, I'll definitely uh reach out to you and you know, we'll make it happen. I give you a couple days to, you know, set up your background and everything. Hell yeah, yo. When you hit me, I'm gonna have a um I was calling that shit a stopping step, but I think it's a step and repeat or some shit <laughs> like that. You know, I'm talking about, hey, this shit. I mean, I have a nigga behind me holding up a drink, like, some <laughs> shit, like, yo, nigga, hold this shit still, nigga. I'm still on the spot, shit. Y'all niggas want that money or nah? Stole that shit. <laughs> oh, you read man. the Craigslist ad, nigga. Hold that shit. <laughs> I'm putting up an ad for background. Niggas not gonna know they're gonna be holding the background. <laughs> <laughs> hold that shit, Made me look good, man. Oh, man. I have been your host, the Landover Legend, aka Big T, and you've been listening to the I Can't Make This Up podcast. I can't, with a K, make this up. Uh, we are available everywhere podcasts are, wherever you're listening to Apple, Spotify, Castbox, Google. Just look me up, and I'm there. Also on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So please don't forget to like the video, share the video, and subscribe. And I read all the comments, so give me good or positive feedback. I mean, bad or positive feedback. Damn, hey, Tom. No bad, uh, you say that. You say that, you you haters. All right, my bad. Until next time, you guys take care. All right, peace. Peace out.